Welcome to another episode of Cherokee Tech Talk, real conversations about technology and teaching from Georgia's Cherokee County School District. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cherokee Tech Talk. I'm your host, Susie Lolly. So excited to have my friend and colleague, Wendy Cope, on the call today. Wendy and I go way back. We were teachers together at Woodstock Middle School. I also had her husband for an insane number of classes at Kennesaw State. <laughs> uh, everything <laughs> I know the family. Conroy or Lit Circles comes from Jim Cope. So uh, definitely a legend. But I'm going to let Wendy go ahead and tell you more about herself. Hey, well, my name is Wendy Cope, and I am a library media specialist at Woodstock Middle School. I've been here for about five years, and prior to that, I was in a high school uh, library situation for two, and was both a high school um, um, English language arts teacher as well as a middle school um, language arts teacher as well. So, um, you know, been through this game for a very long time, but um, it's always really good to see, um, you know, where where things are going with technology and uh, with with changes in collaboration. Absolutely. So today's topic is all about, you know, how we can collaborate as classroom teachers with the Media Center. If you are a longtime listener, you heard me interview Kira Rubin about some ways that she's collaborating with teachers as well. So if not, go back and listen to that. But let's talk, Wendy, about how collaborating with content teachers as the media specialist has been enhanced since you first began your media journey. Well, most of the time, it was through a specific project. It was a have-to um, that was, you know, required by whatever the standard was, and um, it, and so we would do things like. Um, social studies fair, science fair, those kind of heavy-duty research projects that um, teachers were, you know, that they, they didn't feel comfortable with, um, but they knew that they could rely on the media specialist to get some help and to work kids through the, the databases or, you know, any online resources and get them materials or learn how to do a works cited page, reference pages. But it's, it's grown so much more than that. Um, now it's a get-to. Um, or at least that's the way we kind of view it at our at our school, um, where I, fortunately I've made enough, developed enough relationships with my teachers that um, I'm really lucky enough to get in on the ground floor of planning and say, oh, what if we did it like this? And um, I I'm, I work with, as you know, Woodstock Middle School is full of rock star teachers, and they usually, when I say, ooh, let's try this, sometimes they look at me crazy, and then they'll say, okay, uh, but a lot of times they just jump in with both feet. So I'm really lucky that way. I think we both have that effect on people. You know, as long as we can get them to overcome the she's crazy, <laughs> then they'll realize that we have some pretty good experience and pedagogy behind our craziness, which is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about, because this is obviously a tech uh, podcast, that's not all we're going to talk about today, but, you know, has technology helped you to become more collaborative with teachers? Well, what I like to talk about, what I like to do with my teachers really is um, do what I would call on-demand, um, on-demand collaboration. Um, so, uh, for example, a lot of times uh, teachers don't want to trot their kids down the hall to the library because that takes a good 10 minutes out of their time. Um, and so what I do is I do a lot of video. Um, so if a teacher needs, hey, can you give a real quick refresh or a real quick, um, a real quick, you know, just a mini lesson on some 
you know, uh, some integration of technology, or how do I upload this, or how do I, you know, edit this video, or how do, you know, whatever it is, I can give them a really quick, you know, two to three minute video that they can either upload to Canvas and have the kids look at on their own, or that they can show in class when they have time. Like I said, I'd rather be able to, because, you know, the classroom, it, you know, there are so many demands put on the classroom teacher that, you know, when I can alleviate their, you know, give the content that they need, give the solutions for kids, and give the kids strategies, then they, you know, it frees them up to do a whole lot more on their own. Also, if it's something that we have to say like 15,000 times, we can upload it to our Canvas learning management system. And the, the, what's great is that the kids can look at it or fast forward through the parts they already know and then, you know, maybe look at that one segment, maybe it's a minute or so or 30 seconds even, that they can really, um, they can really find out it is the target of the information that they need. So that's been one of the biggest changes and I think teachers really appreciate the fact that they don't have to, we can dip a toe in, we don't have to do full-blown two weeks, three weeks together, um, though we, you know, we, we do, especially when it does come down to those research-heavy projects like the Social Studies Fair. Um, but, I mean, like I said, the, the, one of the biggest changes, like I said, was the, you know, was the you know, the, the doing the, you know, doing the video instruction as well. But, you know, even changes in those big research projects um, have been substantial. Um, this year we went to... Eva Holston, please report to intramurals. Eva Holston, please report to intramurals. Um, this year we went to um, making infographics as the result of their, and so instead of doing a, um, a tri-board, you know, they still did a tri-board, but they thought about it in terms of an infographic. Um, I think one of the major technological um, but it's, I mean, it's also visual design, and, you know, but that's something that really people need to be concerned with is how their information is delivered. And if you can do that really well um, graphically, then the, the message goes across much more easily. Um, so we use programs like Canva or um, even as simple as PowerPoint to, um, you know, to create those, those bullets and those images that give a really clean look. And then we've printed those out on the, um, the poster maker. And it's made a really, I mean, for kids, especially at the middle school level, although their thought process is really sophisticated, sometimes their even fine motor skills are not as good. So they're not going to make those cute little Pinterest moment, you know, things. But if, you know, if they do something digitally, then it becomes that much more um, impressive. So what I'm hearing is that a lot of these collaborations are leveling the playing field. I love what you said. It's, you know, I didn't have a Pinterest mom at home. So I remember the one year that I did, you know, get in the science fair and had an attractive board. It took a long time. I was working late into the night. <laughs> and so I love that the infographics are communicating. And also, you know, I loved your the workshop that you and Rosa did at GAETC, I think, a couple years ago now. Really loved the infographic workshop and have shared some of those tools with people. I also love, like you said, the video technology. It's on demand. And it's also allowing parents, you know, let's just say that a kid's at home and parent is trying to help them and they might feel incapacitated with the modern technology, you know, tools. They now have Wendy Cope as a guide, you know, through Canvas or whatever other means to go back, repeat directions, you know, show a screenshot, whatever it is. So I think that's wonderful that it's not just a one-time resource, but, you know, if parents need to get involved, if the kid needs it again, they've got that. 
Yeah. Another another collaboration that we t that we're doing a lot with reading teachers. Um, we have gone away from, you know, the um, the quizzing, um, like an accelerated reader or those kind of things, those kind of reading programs. Um, so we're looking, teachers have been looking for alternative um, responses to literature. And so one of the things that we've done is a lot of book talking. But I'm also wanting to, the kids to get that experience with the live book talk. But as you know, you know, public speaking is one of um, people's greatest fears. And so what we've done is um, they'll come with me with a basic framework. And then I'm like, okay, you've got 30 seconds. That's all you have. So I take a short video of them um, doing a, you know, just doing a, a blurb, a book talk to entice other folks to read it. And then what we do is we do, um, we use Reveal, which used to be called Erasma, um, for the um, augmented reality. So we overlay the cover. Um, so the co cover becomes a, a target. And so when, some, when a kid scans it with the iPad app or the, you know, the phone app, for Reveal, which is now by HP, um, then the their book talk comes up. And so we mark each of those covers um, with the with that little icon so kids know, oh, if I scan this cover, then it's good to go. So we have that as displays as well. And the kids have really enjoyed using those kind of things to, you know, number one, they have a, you know, a little legacy to leave behind, but also um, it practices those speaking and listening skills with, with you know, a kind of fun factor um, and just make sure that, you know, we just say, hey, I don't want to hear more than 30 seconds of you. <laughs> so that works out really well. And then um, with the green screen and the, um, the iPads that we got uh, from the county, we've been doing a lot of the iMovie trailers um, and, and, and we've used it also with our new drama program. So when they're doing design they can have a little bit more of an enriched experience so instead of just filming it in front of a concrete wall they have a background that looks professional and they can think about you know how, what their set design what their scene design really needs to be in order to so it just gives like again that leveling the playing field making something look a lot more professional with not that much more effort um, with the book trailers one of the things that I had and this is just minor as a collaboration but it really helped. Um, I had uh, uh, Tony Vincent's Learning in Hand, you know, the the screen, that's the iMovie trailer um, PDF. He has a PDF that talks about it frame by frame and what kids will need so they need to know that they have this amount of time and, you know, these amount of frames to do something. I make the kids use that as a storyboard. They have to have that completed before they get an iPad in hand. And so once they've got it done, they've got three days and three days only because, you know, anything that you do that is tech invested, tech involved, a kid will take as long as you give them. But if you say, if you don't have this up front, you don't get the iPad. Right. Um, and then that, you know, that is something that we've kind of learned to negotiate because that's one of the biggest challenges is where's the time? Right. How can we maximize what you know what we're doing, and so that it, it the 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 end result is effective and you know a hundred percent completion. That's uh, that's the target. That's the goal. That everybody gets that experience. But that's when you know having that upfront planning um, has been very very um, very very successful. I know my motto for students was always make it done and then make it cute because they would get so stuck on, you know, I want to have this slide spin, you know, as opposed to, so I love using Tony Vincent's planners. I totally agree. And you taught me something as always, Wendy, because I did not know Erasmus had become Reveal. 
Um, I haven't had a, a case, a cause, excuse me, to teach Erasmus in about two years, and so I didn't even realize it had been acquired by HP. Yeah, and that's just that's res, that's recent. That's within the last uh, two weeks. Oh, so well, I was, okay. I, I didn't miss it for too long. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking for the app, and I was like, "Where is it?" And so I typed it in, and they were like, "I reveal." Whatever. Okay, well, so, very cool. You know. That'll have, to, so have to that'll have to be another stickers. discussion. We'll have to train <laughs> people on that, the augmented reality stuff. Well, right. um, were there any other collaborations we missed in that little discussion? Was there anything else that you had planned to share? Well, I, I, I get. I mean, there was there was one point at, and it was it was just re- kind of ridiculous, but it was really fun too. Is that we were trying to figure out a way for me because I had teachers who didn't want they both wanted to work on the same project at the same time, and we were trying to get and but they didn't want to come down to the library because they thought that'd be too much silliness happening in the library. Um, so what I decided I was going to do, I was taking uh, Patty Olton's cue, and I decided I was going to clone myself by um, putting myself on um, Skype, or I think it was either Skype or Google Hangouts, one of those two, that um, I broadcast (laughs) myself to two classrooms at the same time, giving them the same information at the same time. And, um, you know, so I was able to, you know, give that give that information, ask, answer questions and uh, deliver it all. So that was a that was an interesting uh, (laughs) that that was the most bizarre, bizarre form of uh, collaboration that I've done. But really, we're just looking to, I mean, one of the things that is, I think is really critical about, you know, content area teachers thinking about their library media specialist as not only somebody who can, um, you know, deliver, you know, deliver you know, the kind of research information or the technology infused, but also to be able to create experiences that maybe um, they wouldn't get to do by themselves. Um, sometimes, you know, I'm able to secure um, Skype speakers. Um, there's a there's a um, an illustrator who's called Marcus the Visual. He's from um, he's here in Atlanta, and he's going to be skyping with um, our art teachers group. And he does a lot of um, mashups of like Marvel superheroes and stuff. Um, that so he he does a whole new take on that and so he's willing to talk to those kids. Um, we've done you know mystery skypes. I know a lot of teachers have done those things, but you know to to make something special or say hey this is what we're going. What do you got? Um, but you know making us maybe one of the first stops in planning. Um, we can we can move the world for you. Absolutely. And now with the addition, you know, the ITS are spread among, you know, I have six different schools, but isn't it cool that they have you as a daily resource? They have me as backup. I've definitely teamed up with several media specialists. And now even the ILS, you know, I know they come in with a kind of a different focus, but so many resources in the building now that collaboration should not even be, you know, I remember when I was going to school as a student, Collaboration was something I would never have chosen to do. I'm too type A, <laughs> and uh, I definitely am a boss. That's probably why I became a teacher. I'll just be honest. Something right. in my psyche, whether I was aware or not, was just bossy. And so, um, but now there's no hiding from collaboration, and there are so many benefits to it that it, that I'm, you know, I'm changing too, which I think is wonderful. Right, and the more ideas, the better. Yeah, I mean, really, that's the many minds. <laughs> I mean, that that diversity of thought is 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 pretty critical in all areas. I mean, the more we're finding that um, in not only in education but in business and in leadership, um, all over you know all over the world. So you know, Absolutely. that's getting used to that is 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 important. 
So if I were Janie Wendy and I could give you your wish list, what is something that you are still hoping for? A next step, a tool? What's something you really wish would would happen, you know, via technology that could help you collaborate more? Time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really think um, one of the one uh, it's it's so much, especially you know, being I mean. There's so much at the end of the school year that needs to be cleaned up. There's so much that's jammed into the beginning of the year to that needs, you know, that needs cleaning up. We need to have some time built in in the midst of the year that we can really think. And, you know, it's it's for us. I mean, I don't think it's a technology issue. I think it is, you know, hey, here's some things on my mind. Let's let's sit down and and see what we can do. Um, but it's it's grabbing that in between, you know, the thousands of meetings that my content area teachers have to do. And that's just I mean, that's the real challenge is, um, where, you know, how are we going to be able to prioritize in order to make all these things happen? So I will say the one good thing is, I guess, that once we do the work because it's technology enabled, that part of it, you know, not. I think I was in your media center when you created a whole experience for To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm trying to remember, but I think it was like a Jim Crow type of experience. Um, that whole, you had artifacts and different things. That right. part, the, the technology is never going to change, and we want it to be very immersive. But what's so cool about, you know, things like Canvas or like Office 365 is that at least once we get the activity done, we have a base model that we can work from, you know, for years. It's not something where... It was this great idea stored in one teacher's mind, but now at least we do have more cloud-based resources where we can at least store those great ideas and do them again. Right, and one of the things I'm seeing, like, for example, in Gwinnett County, with their online, you know, their learning management system is that they are really even, I mean, they're, they're starting to, again, so once they've built something one time, they can build something else and build something else that they're even going down to, you know, um, if you mess these three questions up, these are the concepts that you've missed, here's some activities, and you can remediate that way. Um, I think that that's, you know, once we begin, be, we continue our collaborations um, and building these resources, um, you know, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. I'm showing mastery paths to my teacher this week, teachers this week, and I think that's going to be a really cool part of it. So, Wendy, as always, I really respect what you do. I think you're a wonderful idea girl, and I appreciate you being on the podcast. Hmm. Thank you so much, Susie. Take good care of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Did you enjoy the show? Well, there's more where that came from. We have over 20 episodes now posted on your favorite podcast app. And here's where you can help us to reach even a wider audience. If you love the show, especially a specific episode, will you please go leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app? We really appreciate it.